gone. It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their personal stories on how they achieved stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to speak with Joe of the band Dead. Joe returns. The first time we had Joe on the podcast, it was only audio. So this time you actually get to see him over Zoom, which is amazing. This time around, Joe kind of recapped what we discussed on the first episode, the early bands he was in, how he got into music, being managed by Benji and Joel Madden of the band Good Charlotte, how they got into contact with John Feldman of Goldfinger and how he produced their first record. We find out where Joe was and the band was when COVID happened, how they already had this brand new record written, recorded, and ready to go prior to the lockdown. But they had to sit on the album, so we hear all about that. The record's called School of Thought, and we hear about uh, their most recent tour that they're currently on and playing shows for the first time in over a year and a half. It's a cool conversation, so make sure to check that out. You can watch the interview on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're an Amazon shopper, a portion of your everyday purchases will help support our podcast with just a few clicks. It's super easy. Please head over to our website, bringingitbackwards.com, and click on Amazon each time you begin your purchases. Those few extra clicks will help keep our mission of providing a platform for both legendary and rising artists to tell their personal stories on how they achieve stardom so that all artists and music enthusiasts have access to meaningful and memorable advice that will help inspire their own musical journeys. To recap, please head over to bringingitbackwards.com and click on Amazon before you make each and every purchase because a portion of that purchase will add up in a big way to help support our mission. Thank you so much. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with dead. This podcast is about you and your journey in music. We talked about the origin of the band a little bit, and 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 I have just some follow-up questions, and obviously I want to talk to you a lot about this new record that you guys just released or sure. a week ago. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. So we'll, we'll just recap a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh, bands yeah. from Tempe? Yeah. Okay. Tempe, you know, whatever, Tempe yeah. Talk, and you were born and raised there, correct? Yep. Talk to me about that a little bit. Oh. Uh, about Phoenix? Yeah, let's hear about Phoenix. Uh, well, uh, I mean, yeah, I was I was born there, man. Um, I love the state. Uh, I don't know what do you, what about it? What about it? Like growing up there, or yeah, like uh, were I mean, were you in in actually in like Phoenix area? Was were you able to go to shows and stuff? Like was that? Oh pretty, yeah, pretty music oriented where you grew up. Yeah, it was, man. Like um, so. Growing up there, you know, like as far as that whole journey goes, the music journey goes, um, you know, we started bands and, you know, we started, uh, there's a place called the Tempe Bowl that was like a kind of like a punk rock bowling alley place that you'd play shows in the bowling alley. Mm -hmm. I remember one time we opened for Tsunami Bomb and we were so excited. And, oh, that's um, rad. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was like when I was pretty young and then um like we were like 16 or 15 or 16 and then uh you know yeah there's and then there, there was there really was there's a lot of cool places there's a place called the nile there that's like 
you know, kind of the CBGBs of Arizona. Um, there's like a basement there that everybody pretty much has to play as a rite of passage, I think. And then, um, you know, yeah, a lot of cool places, a lot of cool clubs, the Mason jar or whatever. Um, and you start, usually you start at the, one of those places, which the Mason jar is the rebel lounge now, but, um, yeah, I mean, there was always a lot of cool clubs. There was always a lot of diverse music. You know, there was um, a place called Hollywood Alley that would have like a hip hop night every Wednesday. They'd have like live graffiti and stuff going on. Oh, and that's then cool. There was like usually more metal shows, the Mason Jar, which is in Phoenix. And then like punk shows were in Tempe um, and then hip hop stuff. So like, yeah, we we're always going to all kinds of stuff. And, and um, there was, you know, growing up and playing music for such a long time, um, I kind of lived through different scenes, you know, I started in the punk scene and then, and then new metal got really big. And so there was a huge new metal scene and then there was like a huge, you know, screamo hardcore scene. And then, you know, so it was just interesting to watch it all flow through the years when I look back on it. Um, but there was always a thriving scene, always a lot of people creating music, always a lot of bands happening. I mean, it was like a great, a great, uh, a great journey for me. I loved, I loved being in Arizona. That's awesome. And yeah. I did, I remember you said that the first, instrument you learned was guitar yeah correct yep and you and you i had to look it up because i i just recently listened to our conversation so i wasn't asking you yeah. a bunch of the same questions yeah. um but uh, you said that you had a terminator guitar that was your first yeah. one you ever owned and For i didn't sure. even, i never even heard of it and i looked it up and it has a big speaker on it yeah it's got a speaker on it and if i recall correctly you put like i think it's you know like some d batteries in it or nine volts or something and uh then you just rip away, dude, with that giant speaker on the front of the <laughs> so it's, it's essentially so you're playing and it's like distorted and everything. Is there like little are there knobs on there? Or how, it, I, I was just blown away by when I saw when I saw it. I was like, well, I've never yeah. heard of this guitar in my whole life. As far as I remember, there was it was kind of distorted. Um, I believe I got it from my cousin or my uncle. Um, and I got it, it must have been in the I guess the kind of the mid to late nineties, I guess is when I would have got it. I was pretty young and, uh, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I remember, the, I remember the action was really hard on, it was like rough. Like I couldn't push the strings, but that could have been because I was a new guitar player too, but sure. it's weird. To remember. But I was just playing like, you know, smoke on the water and Iron Man and, you know, just the basic kind of like learn how to, you know, play riffs, get, you know, drop D stuff, you know, like that whole sure. thing. Super fun though. Did it actually plug into an amp or like, or, or did it only rub or could you only play it off that speaker? I want to say it would probably had capabilities to plug into an amp, but I just, I don't remember honestly, because I, okay. I don't I haven't even tried to do that. You know, like, okay. it was like my first thing I ever got. And it was like a hand-me-down. And so I just did whatever I could with that. You know what I mean? Like we just, I didn't, we, I didn't have enough money to like buy like a proper, you know, piece of gear at that that point sure sure i was like 12 i don't even know how old it was i was really young so you started a band pretty young too right in, in middle school i did yeah in, in middle school man i started my first band it was like three people um and i think it was called like 13 a.m or something like that and you know it was like nothing you know it was just like just noise making and then i broke my arm skateboarding so i remember uh, I was still trying to play guitar with just one hand, you know, so it was just all just open strings, which was just so stupid. But, you know, at your, when you're when you're 14 or you don't care, you know, you're still whatever. Right, right. And then, um, you know, yeah, then after my arm got better, then, yeah, then we kind of started like 
our first like punk band was called Going Postal, and we were like, you know, just doing like Green Day and slapstick and suicide machine stuff and just you know super fast like cool stuff and yeah it was that's still yeah, such a solid name i wrote that down i was gonna talk to you about that like going go, that's go such a good name yeah. yeah and yeah yeah you uh, know you know kind of goofy a little bit like but uh you know yeah. how long were you in that band for did you do that for quite some time or like what was like what band were you in that's aside from dead obviously that started yeah. to have a little bit of success Oh, uh, so yeah, Go Postal was just kind of like my like my like fun first band. The first first band I ever did an EP in, and uh, that's nowhere. Like no one can ever find that. Probably um, <laughs> you don't uh, have it anywhere on a bird CD I, or something. Well, I might have it somewhere, but it's not like on the internet or anything. Right, um, right, right. Okay. After that, after that band, uh, I did a band called uh, Half Gain, which was a little bit more. That that band actually played pre- pretty big shows, and like you know, that was when I was like kind of in like high school and it was like um you know we were kind of like way into like deftones and things like that you know at that mm-hmm. time and uh and yeah we would like play play cool shows uh we'd open for like taproot and papa roach and stuff and different wow. things like you know, in that, high that, school that's huge yeah i think i was like 17 18 19 during that band okay uh, and then um you know played played a bunch of cool stuff and like you know we yeah we'd actually like you know sell out clubs and stuff because we were in high school so you had so many friends everybody would come to your show you know it was like the whole football team would come and shit and like mosh and it was awesome so that's uh, rad i mean i knew a lot of bands growing up in like my high school and it was hard to get kids to care to come out i mean the fact that you got we're able to get the football team to show up (laughs) that's a pretty solid (laughs) solid yeah well it it was heavy stuff it was like heavier you know so like yeah so like they would get into it and then you know like i was just friends with everybody so like you know uh, again like i was like friends with the punk kids and whoever you know whatever it was you know and um so yeah it would be like a cool there was a really like i said in arizona there's a really cool community a lot of people were in bands and um a lot of people were supportive and, and then like honestly like four years after kind of i got out of high school like i remember like the main came out and stuff they went to the same high mm-hmm. school you know, you know that band oh yeah i i've, yeah. I've interviewed the uh... I can't think of his name off the top of my head. The singer. John. John, yes. Yeah. Okay. And he has yeah. a solo project too. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. did all kinds of stuff. But yeah, they, so they came like a few years after me or whatever. And that was when it was like, at that point, I remember, I remember being like, damn, it was like cool to be in a band when they were like, you know what I mean? And I remember being kind of jealous of that shit. Like, cause when I, when <laughs> I was there, you know, it was like cool, but it wasn't cool yet. It wasn't like as cool as it was. So I don't know, but. Uh, right. No, that makes sense. You know, yeah, but I love those guys though. They're so good. So so happy for everything they've done. But um so yeah, man, yeah, it was uh it was an awesome, awesome time to be around there. And then, you know, and then I just I, and then I had another band called The Cover Up after that, which was kind of more when I started getting into like progressive like hardcore and stuff like that. Like we're we're, you know, like into like glass jaw and every time I die and shit like that. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was a big thing. We did that for a long time. Um, I wanna say little- I've heard I've heard that band. Or heard of that yeah band. like yeah we, we did we did some touring and um you know we did a bunch of stuff with that and uh we were signed to modern art which was like on epic records and um yeah, so we did, okay. we did some stuff with that and you know and so was anyway. that your first experience with like a record label and 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 that and like touring yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. what was that yeah. like it was i mean it, you know it's so funny because you know i know me and I, I know a lot of people do the same thing when you're when you're trying you know trying to do your thing you're like man if i could just get a record deal and just go on tour man like oh i I could just die after that you know like when you're when you want it and then you get to it and it's never exactly what you wanted it to be you know and whatever so 
um, it was a great experience though. And you know, like everything is a great experience. It, it all teaches you things along the way and it makes you who you are, you know? So mm-hmm. there was a lot of really cool stuff. I mean, I remember getting, you know, I remember being in New York when I was little because my, my, my dad's from there, my, his side of the family's from there. And we watched, uh, we were in the city. We, we saw Ozzy Osbourne walk into the Epic building like one oh, time. Wow. And it was so cool. And I remember, I just remember it like vividly, you know, because they were all huge fans of, you know, Black Sabbath. They grew up listening to, to that because my dad and my uncles. And then um, I remember, damn, like he just, you know, in this black trench coat, he just kind of disappeared into the Epic building. You know, it was so cool. And then I remember like, being in that same place, but then it was my turn and I went and I was going up into the Epic building for a meeting, you know, for myself, you know, and I thought that was a little serendipitous type of thing. And it was really sure. cool. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, man. And they like, let us, you know, take a bunch of CDs at the time, you know, which, you know, so we grabbed all the alkaline trio and incubus and whatever else. Yeah. And so yeah, it was, I haven't thought about that in a long time. It's, it was really, yeah, it was, it was fun. It did a lot, a lot of really cool things, you know, um, mm-hmm. with that band as well. And, and, that was like our first, like, I think a legit band. We, we did, we did actual touring and mm-hmm. um, we went out with Escape the Fate and we went out with uh, A Change of Pace and, you know, like kind of Arizona bands and stuff that were doing their thing and, you know, that kind of thing. So, and then, uh, you did know, another... start after that band or did and then you do after other projects? That band, after oh, okay. that <laughs> <laughs> man made machine after that band, uh, which was more rock kind of. And mm-hmm. um, that we got, we got signed to Razor and Tie on that band. Oh wow! And a bunch of <laughs> band. That's and, killer, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, and we did. We toured with like Stained and Godsmack and like Hailstorm and uh, a bunch of people. We did a bunch of really cool tours with that, and uh-huh. had a radio single. And then, they, and then we got dropped. And then I was kind of like sick of music, and then started making music for fun, and that was dead. And then dead, and then dead took off bigger than anything I did. So. That's that's the whole fucking rundown, dude. That's the whole. <laughs> <laughs> well, once Dead begins, like I know you did an early tour with like ICP, right? Was that in yeah. Dead? Yeah, yeah, that was Dead. That was like the first tour we ever did, and it was like just regionally, like yeah, like Albuquerque and like Tucson and San Diego or something like that. Yeah, but well, that's still cool. Yeah, I'm from San Diego, yeah. so cool. that's, I mean that's rad to 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 get something like that. I mean, was it based off connections that you had built? In previous bands or was it did, did you start from scratch and yeah land the icp tour yeah yeah no we kind of started from scratch definitely with dead um but it wasn't started from scratch because we learned so much being in other bands you know what i mean so it right. was like we knew how to write songs i mean like we'd worked with so many people and done so many cool things at that point already but we were just doing dead for fun and then we just kind of sent it to some friends, but those friends were people that could do things. You know what I'm saying? But right. like, it wasn't with the intention of like, yo, will you help me out and do something? Like, I didn't, we didn't give a fuck. You know, we were just like, mm-hmm. yo, we made something we're proud of, you know, just like, that's what you do. And um, I guess when people started hearing it, liking it, whatever, it's hard for me to remember exactly the way that it went. But for that tour, like, so locally we would get cool shows because we knew all the promoters we'd been in, ba- in bands that we had done shows with a lot of people. So we, we got on like, uh, you know, Acacia Strain, shows oh, wow. uh bear tooth and fucking you know cool cool shows and then um uh and then we got with uh benji joel madden from uh, good charlotte started managing us and then they hooked us up with their agent i believe and he was the one that got us with uh, the insane clown posse show oh wow show. yeah so how did you get, uh, yeah because i i did i do remember from our last conversation you said that benji and joel managed you guys early on 
Was that yeah. just, did they just find your record or were you sending it out to people? And they, they got it because John Feldman found us. And then he, oh, so they he, were, came, he and, was first. Feldman came yeah. first and then, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. John really was like a big kind of nexus for a lot of things, like showed it to a lot of people. But um, before we had met John too, even we were getting calls from all kinds of labels and management and stuff too. And, um, but yeah, John was kind of like a, a big proponent at the beginning of things and introduced us to a lot of people. And kind of a full circle for you, right? Wasn't Goldfinger one of your first shows? Yeah, and that was one of my first shows was Goldfinger uh, at like a festival with like, yeah, Voodoo Blow Skulls and 311 and shit. Yeah, it was cool. That is rad. That is yeah, cool. So then you did that Goldfinger. whole first, first, first dead record was all produced by, in, by, John, by yeah. John, right? Yep. Yep. That must have been, was that, uh, that must have been, I mean, he was already managing, or not managing, but producing a ton of artists at that time. That must have been he was. for you guys. Yeah, and yeah, he was doing. Blink and. Yeah, what? Blink and Blackville Brides and Atreyu and fucking Five, five Seconds, seconds and Summer. Yeah. yeah. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He was he was killing it, uh, of course. And uh, he's he's a legend. So, I mean, he's a legend as a musician and, and as a producer, you know. Was it intimidating, in a, you know, working with him or did he make it kind of easy? I think he made it easy, but I think it was still intimidating in, in the beginning. And then, mm -hmm. you know, over time it got chill, you know, but because... He's just someone that we looked up to so much, you know, so no matter what, you know, it was like when someone like lives in your speakers and on your TV and shit for like your whole life and, and mm -hmm. you, you see them in interviews and you like look up to them and stuff. It's like when they're in front of you in person, it's always a little strange, you know, um, and earlier on, it's a little more normalized now, I feel like for, for whatever reason um, to meet people that, that were like that, like you, you realize a little bit more that people are just people ultimately but um but yeah there was a little bit of a learning curve there because like yeah we were, we were really stoked to work yeah. with john that's cool and yeah. I, I remember you talking to me telling me last time like uh you guys got to record like on travis barker's kid or something like because he was doing yeah. the record there yeah blink blink was there a bunch while we were there and um yeah we used travis barker's kit for the for the for the album and he was coming down like helping and his drum tech was there getting everything cleaned up and nice and mark played our song on his podcast that was the first time a dead song was ever played anywhere so that was really cool with mark and i mean yeah it was just it's just a really cool vibe over there like there's a lot of just uh you know there's a lot of a lot of cool a lot of cool stuff happening for sure for sure so from from that record talk, talk to me about um where well we kind of left off was where the pandemic hit i mean when i interviewed yeah. you this was we were in the midst of of covid uh where were you guys right before it, everything shut down we had just come back from a tour. We just did a Europe tour with Wage War. Uh, in, yeah, in Europe. And we just got back and we did, we went straight to Shiprocked, uh, which is a, a, like a, you know, a yeah. cruise. Yeah. Oh. And so we, we just did that. So we came straight from Europe, went straight to New Orleans, did Shiprocked out to like Mexico somewhere. And then we got right when we got back, like, I think it was like a week or two after we got back from that, like, it, seemed like everything kind of happened so we got real lucky we weren't out on a cruise ship like stuck like you know some people and shit so oh yeah that was like yeah. the first cases of it right i mean there was that ship yeah. just kind of sitting off the side of the uh yeah. states just waiting around trying to figure out what was going on yeah exactly wow. oh that's cool yeah. that you did a tour with wage war i i i recently interviewed cody of wage oh. war and he's, he's so cool. He, it's fun. It's really crazy. Is he lives right down the street from me. We just figured this oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like the weirdest thing. Uh, him <laughs> and uh, Maddie Mullins of 
Memphis May Fire, they all like, I was like, what the hell? Like you guys all live right now. Anyway, it was just really bizarre. Yeah. That's cool that, uh, that, that was the tour that you guys got to do right before it all locked down. Yeah. But, um, you did a couple, a couple, you did a couple songs for an EP, right? Recently ish. Uh, we did. What's that? Well, you did You did a record. Well, I'll, which yeah. we'll talk about, but yeah. in the beginning of COVID, did you, was that when you put out those couple songs that made the EP you, or you had like a couple songs that were kind of an EP? Yeah. Right? We put out, put out two songs, uh, mannequin idol and, uh, an eyes stone shut like a little two song. They called it a micro EP. Okay. Uh, which I'd never heard of, but it's a cool name, I guess. And then, uh, and then, uh, yeah, we then released another song called uh, Parasite, just kind of as singles, because we were doing the pandemic. We couldn't really release anything and come out and, like, do our thing properly, you know what I mean, at the time. Right. And were those songs that you had written during the lockdown, or were is the stuff you already had, and it was like, okay, it, well, now what are we going to do? It was done. So the album was finished, and we were about to release it, like, in right before, like, right around when, when lockdown happened. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, the micro so, EP was done, not the current record. No, the whole album was done. Everything was done. Oh, those, wow. those songs from that EP are on the album as well. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the whole thing was done. And right. then like, how do you pivot? Like, what, what do you do? And then it's just like, uh Oh, now we got to hold this thing. Yeah. Like we just held it. And then we would release like, uh, like another song called parasite somewhere in the middle of that. And then we shot a music video in the middle of it as well. Like, so like the video was just just me. I didn't have the band there, you know, which was weird. We we never did that before. Mm -hmm. um, for kill beautiful things. That's the if you I don't know if you saw that one yet. Um, yes, I did actually. Yeah. yeah, and so we went and shot it out in the woods. And, you know, we kind of had to keep it, you know, kind of inside of the parameters of what was happening, but which I think was right. really cool. It made us do something totally different than what we would have done. And and you know, like I would never have just done like a video of me, you know. But then we did it like. You know, uh, I think it just ended up being really cool. We, we were going to do it as just like a whole, just one shot, like a slow motion kind of one shot, like a little bit like Coldplay, yellow mixed with oh, like right, right. Beastie Boys fucking what you want. And that was kind of like <laughs> what we were talking about. And then uh, and then it turned into what it is, which was not really like those two, but maybe a bit reminiscent of the two in a way. So sure. What were we burned you fucking thing down with cgi and shit so it's cool. <laughs> yeah. well with the with the new album you said it was all done was it something that was it mixed mastered and ready to go or was it something that you actually had chance to like okay now we can go back and tinker with it a little bit did you do any of that or was it just I've done people, and shelved i've had people ask me that and no we didn't go back and fuck with it and uh i was we were just stoked on it we, it was ready to go i mean we worked on it for a long time and uh like, I guess we could have gone back and like tweak things a little bit, but it just felt like, I, I don't know. I loved it already. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't like worried about changing it, you know? Um, yeah, it was, it was cool. I didn't even think about changing anything. I was just like, yo, no, I, I love it. Like, cool. Good. And we, we just started writing, um, new, new music. You know, we have a bunch of new shit we've written now. So I know now that this album just came out like a week mm -hmm. ago, um, you know, we're going to be touring on it a bunch, but we're going to be ready to get into our next album a lot faster than we did last time. So that's a, that's a really cool idea. Okay. You know, like I love with this one. I'm so proud it's out. I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving playing the songs live and, um, cause it's still new to play them live. We never really got to play them live. So that's still super fun for us, you know, to play new right, songs live. Was, you had the songs complete and then you, if the rug got pulled out from under you and right. it's like, okay, exactly. now what do we do? 
Right. And so like, you know, you could get sick maybe of like listening to it because we've had it for like a year and a half or two years, but it's still fresh to, to, to play it live in a room with each other in front of people. Like it's still brand new. Like we, like we never did that. So that's brand new. And that's like, so there's like a, a still a good fire, you know, behind us, you know, while doing that, you know, playing and, and it's still fresh to everybody that just heard it too. Right. Exactly. I mean, they don't, they, exactly. unless they li- hear an interview with you or something, they wouldn't have any clue that. Right. You've been sitting on the, <laughs> on the record for right. so long. So. Right. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah. That's cool. So what you were able to write over, over the past year and a half too, was that different? Did, was it zoom writing sessions or was it just, you guys just got together as a band and. Yeah, no, um, it was kind of more so like um, Alex and Kyle would just kind of write some music or Matt, you know, the three of them, we got a, a studio in Arizona and I'm living in Albany um, with Maria in New York. Um, Maria from In This Moment is my girlfriend, my lady. And so I live with her up there. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah. And so we got a little studio as well. So like we record stuff. So the dudes would just send me stuff. That's what I'm saying. I was in New York and that's why we did the video up in the, in the woods and shit. And the new oh, job. got it. Okay. Right. So we we're across the country, but we couldn't get together at that time. You know, like nobody could like do stuff. So, um, so yeah, so the, the guys just record a bunch of stuff and send it to me that I can just record, record over it or whatever it is, you know, they've been mm-hmm. writing a bunch of stuff. So yeah, it's cool, man. Uh, and, and I was working on like weird, like weird, like industrial, um, like groovy stuff too. That was just for fun with, with one of my friends that I don't know if that'll ever come out we're being creative in all kinds of ways. You know, like I started recording acoustic stuff. I started learning a lot of like acoustic um, chords that I, I had never really gotten into as like, you know, I was just like, I just want to play power chords and and drop riffs, you know? And then I was like, dude, I can get in with some, you know, some chords, hit some fucking cool, you know, a minors and fucking, you know, some, you know, whatever, like get into some, some Dylan and some CCR and Tom Petty songs, you know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. And really, because I love that stuff so much. So, is that gonna yeah. come through at all in the in the newer songs no, with that, or is it just dead. that? Should, yeah, now with that, you just keep, yeah. keep those but two maybe, separate. Maybe for me, in some way, to yeah, to do like a cool kind of, you know, almost like a like a singer songwriter, like a little bit of like acoustic punk kind of style, you know, like Social D or like Hot mm-hmm. Water Music or Thrice, oh, yeah. you know, it's yeah. in that kind of realm. I would love to do something like that. They would do like acoustic. You know, but it's like punk, but it's acoustic, you know? Sure. I love yeah. that. That's rad. Yeah. Uh, you guys just did Aftershock. You got to play with the Misfits, which yeah. is insane and awesome yeah. in itself. Um, was that your first show back or have you played uh, other shows prior to that one? Yeah, so we're on we're on tour. We're on the uh, in-between tour with In This Moment and Blackville Brides right now. So we're oh. on that tour. And we're about halfway through right now. We just got to Indiana. So we've been out for about a month and a half. And now we still have another month. It's a long tour. Okay. What was yeah. was that your first show back? Was the beginning of that tour? The beginning, yeah. The first show was in Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. What was it like coming out on stage for the first time and you know playing for people? <laughs> yeah, it was a little surreal. It was a little weird. It was a little like almost like it wasn't happening. You uh-huh. know, um, it was an outdoor kind of festival in the middle of a city, and uh, and it was cool. Like it was cool though, you know. But it was a little weird because. You know, you, you have to be like safe and like, you know, when we first got out here, we're like, you know, mask and, and everything super hardcore. And, and, you know, now we have it down to a little bit more of a, a comfortable science, you know, mm-hmm. um, just to keep everybody safe out here. But, um, you know, it was a little trippy because it wasn't exactly the free liberating experience that I wanted it to be, that I remember it being because of those things, you know, like, oh, I want to 
jump out into the crowd, but I, oh wait, I can't. You know what I mean? Like, or it's, it's, that's what I felt like because right. Because I want to get sick and cancel shows. That's the only reason. Otherwise, I'd be climbing all over everybody. You know, like normal. So, um, so that was a little bit different. I felt a bit more conscious when I would be more unconsciously in the moment. Um, but I think that's normalized a bit now. So you know, it's been about a month of shows and. Um, I feel like I have like, you know, all my stamina back up and fucking, you know, ripping now. So it was That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I'd imagine it being pretty, you know, you kind of have to get into this new groove essentially. Cause instead of jumping on the crowd, now you kind of have to like change up your, your stage presence a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. I can't give the mic to people like, you know I mean? All that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a little bit different and not playing shows. Like I was working, I was working out, I was playing basketball, I was lifting weights, you know, everything. And, but getting back on stage and playing a show is fucking different you know like it, <laughs> yeah. it is not you it's like you can't train for it like you just have to play shows to play shows uh -huh. so there was a little bit of a learning curve for my for my body you know my body was like damn it's rough dude it's, you know it's been a long time so but now like after after like a week or two of it it was like all right you know i was back into it and, and you know you feel in the flow so it was awesome that's cool and you do still have to stay safe i mean i feel bad like a Corn, I know Corn is a is a band you guys had a chance to tour with early on, yeah. and you're big fans from what I remember. Yeah. But I, like you'll watch their tour dates, and like on their Instagram, it was like someone was getting sick like every three weeks or two weeks, oh. and I'm like, it like went through their whole band. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, like this is so terrible. Like I, I yeah. it's 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 sad that it's not just okay. We're gonna tour. Everyone's gonna stay safe, and you know, business as usual. But maybe we have to stay a little bit further apart. But now it's still like. You know, you're still seeing bands getting sick and having to cancel shows. And yeah, it sucks. it's true. No, and I think actually they just said Surge from System of a Down just got it, too. And so the I, Corn's missed more dates, right? Like, yeah, like, I just saw that earlier today. Corn put in there and I was like, another guy in Corn got it. And I was like, Surge. I'm like, well, that sucks just as much. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, halfway through around Texas, <clears throat> um, Randy and Kent from In This Moment, the guitar player and the drummer, got COVID on our tour. So we ended up missing two shows, but then my drummer and my guitar player, um, Matt and Alex, filled in for In This Moment for like three or four shows so we could keep going. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. So that's like something, because, and that was something we did. Maria had that idea. She's like, maybe, you know, maybe your drummer should learn some of our songs just in case something happens and vice versa. So her drummer and then our bass players and you know they it was all kind of like an intertwined thing they all kind of got familiarized with each other's music because if that happens then you know and it, it worked out great so we could keep playing you know what i mean so something for other bands to think about like to just have that backup plan because it, it you know it'll fuck your shit up you know what i mean yeah i mean that's yeah. a great great way to yeah like having to kind of adapt to everything in the moment like uh oh like we don't have a drummer or a bass player Okay, yeah. well, well, I'll just figure it out. Let's, we'll, we'll, it, we'll, you know, were they? Yeah. Did they get a chance to like practice? And we're like, okay, here we go. We gotta, we gotta yeah. just figure this out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so they, wow. they put it together and and did it. So I mean, I I couldn't have done that, but you know, they did. So it was killer. That's cool. That you know? is really cool. And yeah. congratulations on having the album out. I know for you guys, it's probably been a, a long time coming. But thanks so much. Me, who haven't heard the record and yeah, or didn't hear it for yeah. until last week. You know, it's yeah. like you said, it's still fresh and new, and I'm sure people are super excited to, to hear the songs and, and see them live for the first time and see a live show for the first time, really. I'm sure a lot of totally. people's first shows are maybe going to see you guys. That's right. Pretty, pretty that's special a, experience. It's such an honor when I, when I, when I hear that. 
because I know I'll never forget my first couple shows. So when I when I hear that it's fun, someone's first show, I know they're never going to forget our show. You know what I mean? So that's a really cool. It's a really cool thing. I'm always I'm always really uh, full of gratitude when I when I hear sure. that. You know? And hopefully people aren't going to take shows for granted as much anymore is what I always keep hoping. Like if right. dad comes to your town and it's a Tuesday night and you have to work tomorrow, well, you better get your ass out there because maybe they're going to shut the whole industry down again and you won't <laughs> be able to see him for two years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think you people know, are going to be more apt to get out and, and do things while, while we really still can at this month, time, I guess. It's true. You never know, man. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case as well. I agree. <laughs> Sure. Well, Joe, thank you so much, man, for chatting with me again. I really appreciate yeah. it. Thanks you for having me. I, I had fun. I feel like I feel like I just talked for the whole fucking time. Did I just talk the whole time? Dude? Or was, was that, that's what I'm supposed to do, I guess. That's what you're supposed to do. Again, no one cares what I have to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one's coming here to hear. What I, they're coming here to hear your story, not mine. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I have no, one, I, more, one more question for you, Joe, if you yeah. don't mind. Uh, yeah. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Oh, shit. I always have this, this conversation with people, um, with friends and whoever else, and, and then with aspiring artists as well. Uh, there's a few things that I would say is, um, is uh, be nice, be cool to other people around you. That's a big way to, uh, to do well, you know? Uh, most of the musicians that I've seen that have lasted the test of time that have done things are cool people a lot of the people that are hating on other people bringing other people down i usually see them go fucking nowhere so i would say that be cool and be supportive to everybody around you and i would also say be honest with yourself about your talents and about your strengths and all those kinds of things um whether it's putting in more work or adjusting or shifting lanes or whatever it is um you know i was going to be a guitar player that was my idea at first I was a little bit better at writing songs and singing than playing guitar. I can't fucking solo. So, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, I also wanted to be in the NBA. It wasn't going to work either. You know what I mean? So like adjust and, and shift your strengths and find your place. I'm talking about if you're fucking serious about doing some shit, you got to play to your strengths and be cool. And, uh, and you have to need it. You can't just want it. You have to live it and you have to fucking really do it. Those would be my things that I would say. That's just my no bullshit answer. <laughs>